So we were supposed to have a recording that included TV and Hello Nurse. And we organized this multiple times throughout the day. Put in the Boo soundtrack. Boo! Boo Boo this man. Boo this man and woman. Um, We we could probably all come to the uh, bottom line of they're, they're probably being very intimate right now. I don't want to be vulgar and talk that unkindly about my friends, but if they're late from like, you know, the Italian and Greek side of things, I, I, when we said eight o'clock, we didn't mean, you know, eight 45. So, you know, gabagool. Maybe they're sleeping. They're not sleeping. <laughs> they're definitely you say with such not conviction. sleeping. Something came up. So, um, <laughs> something did. <laughs> we want to actually put into great consideration of the special guests we have here on the Esbro TV podcast. Uh, first and foremost, she is an executive producer who has contributed a great deal of investing into this project and has pretty much asserted herself to pretty much observe more projects from here on out um, as much as she wants to be Yoko Ono and pretty much the better half of my life, Mandy Otake. Say hello to the people, Mandy Otake. Hello, people. Here I am. This is what I am. This is what I do. I appreciate the, uh, the introduction and the acknowledgement as a somewhat of a producer. A lot of people say I'm good at those. Yeah, you are. Thanks. I appreciate that. And that criticism from our executive producer. It wasn't criticism. I just thanked you for introducing me. I said positive criticism. (laughs) Doesn't matter if it wasn't criticism. Are you going to kick me when I'm down or are you saying what the fuck? Was I using my sarcastic voice again? Yes. Just your sarcastic I, face. So, yes. okay. So I've realized recently that um, I tend to use a sarcastic voice when I'm being sincere and genuine. So it comes off like. But you have RBF. Kind of Like same. it sucks. I have like this problems. morning, for instance, when I went to go clock in to work and I genuinely meant that I'm not in a rush to clock in because I just don't give any shits anymore. And. It came off like, yeah, I'm not in a rush or anything. Like, take your time. And that's not how I meant it. So. Pretty much, you know, confirmed and solidified. Like, this makes sense on why Estabro's marrying this woman. <laughs> <laughs> she gives no shits. <laughs> not a it single one. What you gotta do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are accompanied by our uh, beloved roommate who, you know, fights evil by moonlight. Uh, please give a warm round of applause of welcoming uh, Sailor Luna. Say hello to the people, Sailor Luna. 
Hello, people. This is Sailor Luna. That's all I got. Yeah, it's hard, right? How do you do it? How do you introduce? I usually just kind of add in my two cents here and there and laugh my ass off at you two bantering back and forth. Like an old married couple. Basically, I'm the adopted child. Yeah. At this rate, I don't even know what to you know have you as. I, I think you are like... She's auntie to the dog. She's child to us. Technically, she's this is her make-a-wish thing. If she continues to be <laughs> I don't know why she decided to use this as, you know, uh, I want to be on this podcast as, you know, my dying wish. It's just so interesting, and I would just love for everyone to hear me on your show. Before, I feel like she's really good with talking. She is good with talking. And conversing in general. I feel like she's going to carry you through this conversation. Why are you making fun of me? Esther likes to make us question everything, apparently. That's what I'm here to do. I need for you to question your thought and your reality of you know, everything around you. You just kind of make me question what? my IQ. When me- <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you make me question is my IQ. Okay? <laughs> Stay with confidence. That's all he's looking that for. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> here's here's one thing I want to put into um, questioning. Okay? Me. Do you like it when millionaires invest in something and it completely blows up in their fucking face? Depends if they're a douchebag. Can I say that on the show? Of course you could say that. You could say whatever the fuck you want here. <laughs> yeah. It's the best part about freedom of speech. We have it for, you know, a good amount of time before shit gets real. I mean, what did they invest in? It really just depends. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, well, impulse buys. That's what happens sometimes. It doesn't make a difference to me. It's not my money. But... You know, it's kind of a hey-hey factor sometimes, so that could have paid my rent. Well, we're we're around the, the main could. topic of, you know, what uh, exactly we're opening up the show with. <clears throat> well, that's your job, buddy. I know. Um, Logan Paul, the internet sensation of, you know, Super Paul Brothers, okay, uh, tried to prove their whole, you know, nerd fanship or whatever being product of the 90s and millennials. And he's been, you know, quite notorious for buying rare Pokemon cards online and actually making, you know, videos about this. He's been doing this well before the pandemic started, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, one of his fights, if this, you know, makes my blood boil. It's going to say, what a fucking moron, right? <laughs> One, his most recent fight, um, he walked into the ring with a chain, gold chain, and in a casing was the first edition ever Charizard promo card. Okay? This is how much he's trying to brag to saying, like, yeah, I'm a huge nerd and I love Pokemon. Does he have a deal with Pokemon? No. Are you sure? Yes. Because if he has upcoming deals with Pokemon, it would make sense why he's going through all of this, like, if public... If, if, if what whatever. happened to him recently proves to the point on what... It, he, he doesn't have a relationship with the Pokemon company or the Pokemon trading card company. Doesn't matter. The headline that, you know, swept the internet last week was that Logan Paul purchased... $3.5 million in Pokemon cards. 
But when he opened them up, it turns out that he was duped, and they were all G.I. Joe cards. <laughs> Whoever sold him the cards and you know profited off of it did their due diligence of copying the old-school cardboard casing that the uh, cards would come in. Like, in other words, they knew how to fake the printing of this box thoroughly and, you know, stuff it full of G.I. Joe cards and, you know, just make it a mystery thing, seal it the right way to sell it of, like, you're buying the real deal. Would they have to do it thoroughly? Because if, as you're saying, Jake Paul, if he's not a legitimate Pokemon fan, let's say someone like me went to go buy this set because I had the money and I had an in, I wouldn't know the difference if it's legitimate or not. So I would easily be duped into buying the GI Joe card. But here's the thing. If you're such a fan, wouldn't you do your due diligence and really research and look into it? Maybe even want to look at them like up close and personal. Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. So it's, it's safe to assume that I could be considered a Pokemon historian at this rate. Okay. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) That's funny. I guess. Right. I'm not well-versed in Pokemon card collecting. But you're a historian. But I have seen my time in, you know, of cards of the series and how, you know, the trading card game has evolved from the playing concept to the collecting concept. Well, you grew up with it, so. Right. Yeah. Which is why I could claim the historian factor. I know. So... It's known on the videos that Logan has hired a guy who claims to be a collector mm-hmm. of this franchise. Oh. And he should know his way around, you know, everything around it. Yeah, no cons and fakes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's the one who's actually handling the money for Logan. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, for one, his sources of, you know, checking shit is is fraudulent. Like, he's just trying to make his money off a guy who has money. He doesn't know shit. I'm wondering about the whole legality behind of it. Because someone like me who has worked in the law field... It makes me wonder because anybody who carries this amount of money, anybody who's making a purchase, especially one as large as $3.5 million, is going, should go through an attorney. And if you have management, like I'm guessing, which Paul is this? Logan? Logan Paul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know the damn difference. It's the Super Paul brothers. That's why. If you're going through something like this, it, it would only make sense that one, he would go to an attorney, explain that he's going to be making a purchase like this. Something like this is going to be taxed. It's not just going to be wire transferred $3.5 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So you're going to have lawyers involved. You're going to have an authenticator involved. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all of this is just like somehow was done only to be duped. It's just, it's a little bit mind boggling. And I wonder but this is this is where I'm pulling for. Like, do you have sympathy for some stupidity like this? No, nobody has sympathy. Especially for, stupidity. for like a rich guy who says like I can do whatever the fuck I want with my money. 
especially if I'm going to swing, you know, a card around my neck to my boxing match that I know I'm going to like, you know. I just have different feelings on it overall. Like, I feel like bad for that happening, but at the same time, I'm just like, I mean, you sh- it's still a dumb. The Pokemon, the Pokemon community as a whole are laughing their asses off and saying like, that's what you get for somebody like him because he's enabling this into culture to think like, Oh, I could collect these and not even, you know, give the kids the same uh, feeling of card collecting. Like, do you really care about this? Are you just trying to show off and be like, Oh yeah, I'm interested in this because this is what's cool. There's a lot of more fans. There's a lot of shitty things that, um, A lot of things that people needed to distract their minds when we were all brought into quarantine. Some of these internet personalities got heavy into like collection things. Once yeah. more, I feel like within the past, I don't even want to say five years. I want to say within the past three years, max things that have always been dubbed as nerdy or uncool have now kind of, turn to see the light and is now considered cool 100% like <laughs> anime Pokemon um well I've always thought gaming was cool yeah I don't I mean kind of same but I don't, I don't know just stuff like that has always has been turned and I feel like Logan Paul flashing around a Pokemon is just a Pokemon card on his necklace is just kind of another way of being like, oh yeah, I'm a nerd, but within that cool stigma kind of thing that's been going around the past few years. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So sucks to suck. And, uh, this is why you leave the collecting to the kids. We originally wanted to record this show before the holiday break. And, um, you know, everything gets caught up in the mix and we get busy, yada, yada, yada. We wanted to talk about the holiday hit movies that happened in December and that everybody was kind of anticipating for. Um, the first one we're going to uh, bring up was one that happened during the Thanksgiving weekend that actually, you know, had some shattering record numbers. And it's um, Encanto which was the latest Disney animated feature. And it was pretty much a very badass flick. Encanto was probably one of the most revolutionary things that Disney had no idea how much they were getting into. Um, It's great kudos that they featured an all Latin cast for this movie. Um, I can't necessarily say that everybody who is featured in this film, is Colombian. They're not. I think, actually, the majority of them are Mexican. Well, I don't think the majority is. I think I read somewhere that they might have been a mostly Mexican cast. But I don't know. Don't believe the shit you read on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) If you do me, where I actually read every single biography of the actor... Yeah. I mean, Stephanie Beatrice, what, what is she? Let's find this out real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like cool to see that they did this kind of movie and it wasn't necessarily like 
Stephanie Beatriz. Mexican themes. Who's so hot. Oh my god. She's 40. She's hot for a 40 year old. She's 40? Argentina. She 40. She's Argentinine. An Argentinian was a Colombian. How does that make you feel? If, I'm just happy that more <coughs> Hispanics are getting representation, especially imagine, in movies like this. Imagine yeah. Messi playing. Oh, Messi. <laughs> <laughs> imagine Messi playing Pablo Escobar. I don't know. Who's the best Colombian ever lived? <laughs> <laughs> What? Can you imagine Messi playing Pablo Escobar? Okay, I can't picture what Messi looks like. Yes, you can. A hot span. Jaime, bring that video up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm just excited. Like, I didn't realize it was supposed to, like, basically kind of represent Colombia. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Because I was used to thinking it was going to be like, oh, okay, this is like a Mexican Disney movie. Which is still really cool. Now, hang on. But... Why would you assume that it's a, another Mexican film when they've already done Coco? Because they've done two. So I have, I'm just used to kind of seeing it What's always the other be one? geared towards Mexico. Uh, what was it? The Book of the Dead? I believe. What? What uh, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, there's like one. It's like the. Oh, no. Sorry. Book of Life. Again. What? What are you talking about? Hold on. Have I have not seen that movie. They're like skeletons. And here, we're going to Google it because I definitely saw this. Sure, a we'll few do it right ago. now. Oh! The Book of Life. If that, if that's what it's called, right? Not that wasn't. Dead. Was that Disney? That is Disney. Yeah. That was the first one before Coco. Yeah, I ignored no, that No, it wasn't. One. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I did not. Yes, it was. I, it was 2014. I did not watch that one. No, it says FX. Oh. 20th Century Fox. Just kidding. You're wrong. Oh, but you, you can suck. you can get it on you can get it on Disney because Fox. Disney owns it now. During in the big purchase from 20th Century Fox, so um, is Coco kind of a knockoff of this Book of Life? No, because the Book of Life was very different from Coco. It was um, to, well, we're getting sidetracked, people. I mean, no, it, we're not because it all essentially goes back to if you wanted to be more accurate of another quote unquote Spanish film. That's supposed to be a Disney classic is the Emperor's New Groove, because that's supposed to be based off the Incan Empire in the Andes. Okay, see now you're getting sidetracked. No, I'm not. She said two films, two Spanish films that were, but and, but we're talking about like a whole decade separated from film. Plus, not to mention the idea that Disney was still whitewashing then. How Disney is being more culturally appropriate now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Basically, they're getting their shit together. Somewhat. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the movie. The music was really cute. Um, they definitely had some interesting turn to the music, but I still enjoyed it. You know what's funny? The first time we watched it, I was a little iffy with the soundtrack. Yeah. And the more I kept listening and hearing the soundtrack the more i kept catching myself singing it and getting hooked with it we don't talk about bruno i believe has peaked at number four on the billboard top yeah 100. it's in the top 100 which is crazy the so we're, you're talking about like a lot of uh reggaeton artists who have also been built from colombia who have uh 
contributed to this great piece of music. The music was also uh, written by um, uh, Miranda Lynn Manuel, or um, the, the same guy who did uh, um, Alexander Hamilton and um, In the Heights. So that's already a huge thing. This is the highest animated grossed film of 2021. Go figure it being Disney. But mm-hmm. it's the fact that it's a huge culture concept of Latin culture and it's being celebrated by a lot of people. But the cool part is because, you know, TikTok being, you know, the number one app, I have never seen as many cosplayers or whatever, like putting so much work into all of the music behind this. Like, it, it's been a while since I've seen like something this dedicated. I mean, I think a lot of people who enjoy cosplaying were very quick to jump on the trend of dressing up like the Encanto characters. But I wouldn't say that this is like the first time they've put in a lot of work because I've seen some elaborate cosplay outfits. So I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, like... They were super quick to jump onto it. That's what I mean, like a huge sweep of popularity. Like I know... I, I can recognize that... That in Arcane. Right. On Netflix. A lot of them are jumping on that as well. Yeah, but Arcane came out in October. I'm just comparing. Okay. Like, when something's fresh and hot and new, you could see content creators jump on it immediately. Right. That's how they get views. Right. And relate. What did you want to say? I don't know, I was just thinking, remembering even like my stepmother, who's from Colombia, was just like, Gabby, you have to watch this movie. It's really cute. Um, I want to watch it with you, even. The girl looks like you, blah, blah. Like, she really thoroughly enjoyed it and liked seeing that representation. And then when I watched it too, I liked the little things they added in there, like the jokes about drinking coffee <laughs> or just like, you know, the traditional, like, Hispanic standards with like the kids, the matriarchy of the, the family, Colombian all that. Kids. Like personally, like even as like an American Colombian, I still like could really relate to it, and I thought that was so cool to see out of a Disney movie, and just like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Or like the cumbia music mixed in with um the song at the end was also cool. So I don't know. I just liked it. It kind of brought me back to my childhood a little bit with some little things here and there they added with the details i really liked the traditional outfits that a lot of them were wearing oh yeah the colors and, and the dresses beautiful like maribel's dress is super traditional that you would see yes which very much so. that was the very first thing that i noticed that and um why do i always forget the character the one who was the snitch <laughs> she was funny Oh, oh. Goodness. what was her name? Cousin. Oof. Does it start with an L? No. We just had it fucking opened. <laughs> I feel like I just said her name too. Isabella is the perfect one. Stephanie Beatriz. Luisa? Luisa. That's the one. The dumb bitch! <laughs> <laughs> the one who couldn't keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she did keep a secret no she didn't yes yeah, she did she always knew about bruno she always knew about bruno this whole time she and said at the end said a word she said me. i could hear him in the bus all the time. 
So why didn't she say anything about Bruno? Because we don't talk about Bruno. That's fucked up, though. That's so true. Oh, my goodness. It's so fucked up. Also, I feel like a lot of people were just hating on Buddy. There's a lot more people who are, like, coming up with the fact, like, them airing out the whole concept of how toxic this is in some Latin families. It really really do be like that, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have a Colombian grandmother who can hold a grudge big time. That's fucked, though. But also, they did... I feel like overdo it a little bit to very long time traditional, like, I don't know how to call it. Don't let the muggles get you down because Abuela <laughs> had no fucking powers either. So fuck that. She bitch. really didn't. She know. had no powers. But she was supposed to be like had. a witch. What like, witch? No. Wasn't she like a witch back She in wasn't a bruja. No bruja. No bruja? No. <laughs> she was not a bruja. That she was. wasn't a bruja. No. Uh, the the colonial people, they came. <laughs> that was. They I came. also thought about that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> they came and, and they fled. The white man. <laughs> the white people. The white people. I mean, you couldn't see what color they were. You really couldn't. But you, but you, you know what? Does you knew where they again. were going with it? They're they're, they're either colonial <laughs> white people, or colonizers, ba- or banditos. <laughs> banditos bandits oh what else would they be i don't know listen i don't think bandits would have a whole town flee i'm looking at two colombian people they can't tell me like you know historical background of who else could it be listen your guess is as good as mine (laughs) you couldn't see them you just know they were you actually could not see them all they had was you know horses and swords What's ironic is that they all came on four horses, so they could be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I was getting Christopher Columbus vibes from the shadows <laughs> of their hats. <laughs> That's one thing I never get, though. Okay, hold on. Wait, like, this, is, this is a good point, all right? I don't know why Colombia is named after Columbus, but did, did he ever fucking set foot in that land? The answer is no. Because he only was in Hispaniola, which is basically in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He never set foot in South America that deep in that jungle. So why the fuck would they name Colombia after Columbus? And even after the fact, they're probably shooting themselves in the fucking foot now. You're going to look up why the country's called Colombia. I'm actually. genuinely curious why it's called Colombia. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm looking it up because. Yeah, I'm also Puerto Rican, so I'm like, yeah, I'm also Spaniard. Oh. I have Spaniard blood in me. No. Colonizer. Colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the white man! <laughs> These aren't the same white boys that I know. What's it say? Yeah, it says. Hold on. Colombia, it says Colombia is named after Columbus, but not in the way you might think. The name Colombia dates back to Francisco de Miranda, a revolutionary. Wait, 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 wait. Start wait, over, wait. start over. I had it muted. I'm sorry. I was trying to do a, uh, an audio test. Don't ever mute me again. Listen, you want to take notes bitch. from Jaime? You want to take notes from Jaime? <laughs> we don't talk about Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so Colombia is named after Columbus, but not in the way you might think. The name Colombia dates back to Francisco de Miranda, 
a revolutionary who sought to overthrow Spanish colonial rule in the late 18th and early 19th century, Latin America. He used Colombia as a term for all of the so-called Spanish America after General Simon Bolivar actually defeated the Spanish in 1819. The name came to refer to the new century of Gran Colombia, roughly present-day Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, and Venezuela. I feel like that didn't really answer anything. I didn't. But I felt, felt great saying it, so. felt like I was in school again. I just zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm looking at you both like James Franco, like, first time. <laughs> I mean, I know it's her first time on the show. I don't have to say it's your first time on the show. I mean... My show didn't get aired. It's the last episode. <laughs> Blame Jaime. We don't talk about. We don't how, talk about, about Jaime. Jaime. No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm we like, love I'm you, Jaime. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So the next most disappointing um, film that happened over the holidays was The Matrix Resurrections. Um, what what we had here originally was. Um, I was going to defend this movie uh, while TV was going to bash it. But, you know, now I could pretty much just be, you know, the more central confidant and say that I, I'll, I'll come out and say it. The, the movie was shit. And, like, as well, I, much. I thought you liked it. I, I did and I didn't why at did the you same turn? time. Yeah, you changed. Do you know why? It's because of Neil Patrick Harris. I, Neil Patrick Harris ruined the enjoyment of this film for me. He, he really did. I really thought during this trailer that his character wasn't going to be that important. It was just going to be some side character because of his appearance in, in the film or whatever. Okay? I did not anticipate him to be the villain of this film. And let me tell you something. This is coming from somebody who grew up adoring you know, How I Met Your Mother, all right? Barney is probably the biggest character I connect with. But you know what? Everything else after How I Met Your Mother, it's just, I feel like it's been horribly touched after Neil Patrick Harris is on the project. I mean, do you think he's been, like, typecasted? Is that why? Do you no. feel like he's stuck in his character? you just character? only see him as his character? No. Okay. Did we see Gone Girl? Yes. Okay. No. That's a complete different character than what he was in Gone Girl. Yeah. So you just didn't like his so acting? you just don't like him? Or you just there's, felt like he was pulling off the There was another... Character. It's just... it. I don't like his... His range isn't what it's billed to be. I don't think the, the villain was supposed to be this horrible ooga-booga character. I think it was supposed to be... A normal lay person. I think it was supposed to be come off overly normal. I think that with his villain character, it was a little interesting and strange to see the way he was because it's the Matrix. And, and if you see the other films character. of the Matrix, that is not how a bad guy in the Matrix acts, talks. Like it was just He's not a traditional villain. Yeah, it was just surreal to see. I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just like a little bit of an eyesore. I initially was excited when I saw him in it, but I guess, like you were saying, you weren't expecting him to be a main character. I wasn't. And as that continued, 
it just made me feel like, okay, this isn't like the Matrix we know. But at the same time, considering it came out now, I just wasn't expecting too much either. I didn't want to get my hopes up. I didn't even watch the trailer. I just wanted to go into it with like no expectations. Oh, you wanted to be honest. No expectations, no teasing. You just wanted to go in blind. Yeah, pretty much. Because I knew if I did it the other way that some people were, I would be disappointed maybe like you and others are. I had every intention of this film disappointing me because of how Hollywood has been rehashing shit. The last episode um, we had where we're kicking off the first episode of the new year is pretty much like saying how everything is being rehashed. In the first 10 minutes of this film, they're literally repeating the beginning of the first film. Like, yeah. And it's because they're trying to do some deja vu type scenario that reawakens Neo and Trinity from the Matrix. Oh, sorry. Spoilers for anybody who, you know, hasn't seen the movie yet. Um... I, I didn't care, nor, you know, groaned, where they did the whole tropic thing of enabling the female character, you know, being the main attraction of this film. I really think it's cool that they canonically made Trinity's character just as important as Neo's. I actually did like that. Well, yeah. okay, so... I mean, it can be argued that The Matrix itself is a love story, but... It is. Right. But... Can you... How do I say it? Um, Neo was already prophesized as not to be the one, so he's not the one. What do you mean? The... Are you going based off the Oracle's statement in the first movie? Right. So we already know that he's not the one, but... Yes, he is. What are you talking about? I thought... So oh. they were saying that, yeah, you're not the one because he had to become the one, but he can't go into it thinking I'm the one or he would not have become the one because all the stuff he would have had to do to get to it would not have happened. Are you laughing at me? You're both are wrong. Oh, then I don't know. I give up. <laughs> Trinity's okay. the one. No, she's no. not. She's the one to fall in love with the one. That's what the Oracle told her. She has to fall in love with herself. But that's the whole point that Neil Patrick's Neil Patrick Harris's character enabled in you know the whole fact. He, what are you doing? Yeah, I hear that too. Stop! What are you doing? <laughs> She's a fidgeter. Lost my train of thought. Neil Patrick Harris. No. It's not where I'm going with the this. The one. Let me go back to this. All right. He is the one because pretty much the whole message that the Oracle tells him is like, if you don't believe you're the one, then you're not going to believe that you are the one. Everyone here knows that you are the one, which is pretty much the whole enticing thing that Morpheus was doing from the get-go. And he believed in putting all of his energy, his power, into this one individual. Morpheus knows he's powerful by himself, but he cannot do it like Neo can. Mm -hmm. And we see that in the Matrix Reloaded. Mm -hmm. Now, he believes he's the one because the exact point that the Oracle tells him that you're going to have to make the choice between saving him or dying. 
And he pretty much believes in himself that I don't have to pick these two destinies. I could break the rules and shatter my own reality. That is the whole concept of him walking between the path and not on the path. I feel like this is kind of like that, the Netflix uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, choose your own destiny. And yeah, like, but like you have to understand the Bandersnatch is a character in the Alice in Wonderland series. There's a lot of connection to Alice in Wonderland via the Matrix. Right. Because the whole concept of all of these pieces of fiction is trying to disassociate yourself from your own reality and break your own chains and understand everything around you. Right. The whole thing is, are you choosing your reality? Is it your choice or is it destiny? Correct. Now with them rehashing this in Resurrections, how much of this is shattering the illusion of reality? If they're just rehashing the old shit. Okay. I'll say that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening. (laughs) But my, my brain shattered just a little bit. We're going to go back to the, see, I like that. See how I do that. See how I do. (laughs) You're having fun. Listen, I think we're giving him a migraine. No, you're not. The, the story is very complex. I'll give it that. My personal thoughts on the movie is I think from someone who's not that big into the Matrix, I think it was very much to cater to an audience like myself. Kind of giving, rather than The whole thing was a whole lot of flashbacks. I think the movie was meant for everybody to enjoy it, not specifically Matrix fans. By giving them just enough detail to understand what is going on in this movie. However, if you are a Matrix fan, you can go into more depth with it and really enjoy the movie more thoroughly than someone like myself who isn't that big into Matrix. But I think if it wasn't as catered to an audience like myself, a lot of the Matrix fans would actually be more happy with if they catered more to you guys as an audience. I guess I need to give it another go because, you know, it, to me it was all over the place. And, yeah, it was funny on how they played the original trilogy was based off a video game made by Thomas Anderson the programmer and, you know, pretty much made the wormhole the concept that it was all in Neo's head to begin with. And turns out it's just them pulling another plug and, you know, saying like, Nope, you're just in another concept of what the matrix was, but it's interesting on how they brought the characters back And I wonder if the cliffhanger from this movie is going to produce any more. Now, I understand that the entire trilogy was made by the Wachowski siblings. And this film was only made by one of the two individuals. The brothers. 
Or the sisters? They're sisters now. Okay. It's the reason why I called them siblings. I'm not going to assume pronouns. I'm just going to give them nomenclature that is probably respected from their dead name to who they are now. Right. So Lana Wachowski did this by herself and not with the assistance of the other sibling who I can't, you know, think of off the top of my head. I'm not going to blame the incomplete members not on the project. I mean, I'm more bothered that Lawrence Fishburne didn't reprise his role as Morpheus, but they made that make sense on a more plot device type thing. But the, the bigger the bigger point is is that Hollywood should have left this to expire the way it was. I love Keanu Reeves and you know, I love how this is one of his signature films and he got to reprise his role once again, but I, I really think it could have been a better movie. It could have been a better movie, but I mean, at the same time I went into it, like I just knew I wasn't going to exactly meet expectations. And I was five people. I love the entire trilogy. Like, I don't hate all of the films. What about the animated movie? See, that one's pretty dope. And so is it, like, the animated... Um, What's it called again? Animatrix. Animatrix, that's right. Where it has... Mul- Should have known that. The animated <laughs> Matrix. It has multiple shorts of the entire Matrix as a whole. And the video game that came out after Matrix Reloaded, called Enter the Matrix, is you playing... Um, Jada Pickett Smith's character Naomi with her crew with Ghost and um, you're basically playing the events that happened during Reloaded and between that film and uh, Re- Revolutions mm-hmm. what's very cool is that the, like the last 30 to 45 minutes shows the exact missions those two characters are on just by like a small clip it. You're playing that entire mission. And they actually shot extra footage for that. It's, it's, that's why I fell in love with the series as a whole. Because when I beat that game, I just like was hooked with like the entire franchise. Not to mention with everything else that I grew with it. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I say I hate things, and then I give it another chance, and then I have another, you know... I feel like you teeter-totter back and forth with a lot of things like that. And you go from from really liking something to maybe, like... I feel like you're really good at seeing things from multiple perspectives, and sometimes you, like, let that swage your current emotions of things. Right. Because originally you did say that you actually enjoyed the movie. And then I think as you deep dove in some ways, things were done and how it could have been different. You start to realize that, you know, like maybe this wasn't as good of a movie as I originally thought in comparison to what it could have been. Sort of like how we were when we walked out of Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Like we didn't we we were unsatisfied when we walked out of the theater, but we actually ended up growing into liking it. I wasn't unsatisfied. I was confused. You were confused. I'm still confused. <laughs> you were confused. I was left unsatisfied, I guess. And which everyone say like, how can you fucking say that? You got everything you wanted in a Spider-Man film. And it's just like, I felt like it was too cheesy. Yeah, that's what, I couldn't get lost into the characters on like that, like lost into the movie. Yeah. I just felt like I was watching a movie that they put together and we were all been waiting for. And they like were including everything anybody wanted, such as like it was all the Spider-Mans, all the villains, them doing the meme, pointing at each other. Like I just couldn't get lost in even quoting memes. Yeah, like it just like I liked it, (laughs) but I wasn't like oh my god, best movie ever. Like maybe I have to watch it again. I only watched it the one, but I just wasn't lost in it. Why are you laughing now? Because you know, I'm something of a I podcaster knew, myself. <laughs> I knew that's exactly I'm gonna come you crash your show and be a podcaster. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Fuck off. I hate your face. Favorite <laughs> uh, Spider-Man. Go. I I don't I don't know what memes you're talking about, but um I'm not a simp, and I'm not gonna say Toby. Like, I'm not. But I'm not going to say Andrew, either. I didn't like Andrew. I'm a simp. I will gladly say Toby. Of course you That's my childhood. Yeah. Toby. I mean, I like Tom Holland and the Spider-Man, but Toby's, like, OG. I think they all make great Spider-Men. You know, I think Toby was just perfectly nerdy. He was a classic nerdy. He wasn't like Tom Holland's, like, oh, I'm the cool nerd, just like what we were talking about no, earlier. He was just, like, painful to watch nerdy, almost just a little creeped straight out. straight up <laughs> a geek. And I love it. <laughs> because he's awkward. And I like awkward. Because, because I am because awkward. <laughs> and then, you know. There's, Great take. Then there's Andrew Garfield. You know, and then there, there's, then there's Tom I'm Peter Holland. three. Wait, it's Peter number three. I think that was the other funny thing was the how they kept referencing him as the least like Spider Man. Especially when he said, "I love you guys." They didn't know what to say to him back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that second Spider Man was so emotional. Really? Yeah, I didn't really, really? Was that emotional. I was just like, "What's going on?" You know, I wouldn't. I don't even remember the first movie. I only watched his like first movie he did. I didn't even watch the second one. But I don't know. Maybe I you know. Go back. I kind of feel that. I don't. I remember the first movie, and then I just remember the one fight scene he had with Electro, and that was it. Paul Giamatti was hilarious as Rhino for like. The two minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the most horrible Russian accent on the planet. Okay, in the second Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, the guy who plays Harry, a young dude, I forget the actor's name. Um, I could have sworn if they would have pulled for him for uh, Green Goblin 2 or something like that. I thought they were going to do even a bigger metamorphosis with Willem Dafoe as a different Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. But that that was a wicked roller coaster. What I like about Daddy Dafoe's character Great. Is, <laughs> is how much more scary it was, because it was almost Joker-esque to me. 
because of how real his insanity was. You talk about yeah. in, in this film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's the film we're talking about, right. is it not? No, I thought, I, I didn't know which. <laughs> no Way Home, okay. His character was very Joker-esque. You see how he genuinely is becoming mad over his dissociativeness that he has with the Green Goblin because of the chemicals. I, I found he it did to be a great job and knocked it out of park with his character. I mean, the bigger reference of them connecting it to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and him trying to like shake that whole thing is a very crazy concept. But here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So, fan theory. Sure. These villains, yeah. not villains, but villains, are variants. They weren't the ones that we exactly saw from the movies that we know. I like that take. Go more. Because I think what I saw was like Dr. Doc Ock's um, outfit that he was in isn't the outfit that he supposedly died in in the movies that we saw. It's that's a completely true. different outfit. That's yeah. very Along with true. his glasses, he was wearing glasses that supposedly Aunt May broke. And they weren't. That is also true. So... And Doc Ock was able to recognize Osborne, but in the movie, or wasn't able to recognize Osborne, but in the Spider-Man movie, he was close friends with Osborne. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason where maybe he's a Doc Ock from a completely different You know universe. it though when he says, you're not Norman, I saw you die. I saw your body. Right. Like he knows... The fact that they pitched Otto the first time makes sense with your theory. Even more so where I really think that Otto was trying to have a bigger redeeming factor because he wasn't as much as a villain. Canically, not by film, Otto Octavius has a bigger rivalry with Spider-Man than any of the Spider-Man universe villains. Like, I could argue that tooth and nail. Bigger than Kingpin, bigger than Norman. At one point, see, and this is why I thought they were going to do Sinister Six. They have done Sinister Six so many times that the one time they that might. they... They still might. You know, I didn't think They about still that. might, and I think Venom might be part of it, which is why they're leading... What makes you say that? Because of what we saw at the end of... Um, the credits? Uh, in the credits. I think that there's still, because Venom still has to come to play. And the way that this is going to go is Venom didn't technically leave a part of himself. He left, just like in Carnage, uh, a seed of himself. Mm. So what we'll see next, I don't think will be Venom himself, will be a child, if you will, of Venom, just like Carnage. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. What say you, Sailor Luna? Or do you have no takes? Not really. I thought she was. you were going to have to carry her. I know. She did her research today. I did and I did not. Look, I, I had more <laughs> thoughts when it was like a month ago. Listen, I had more <laughs> questions because um, what happens when they go back, right? The whole point of why Tom Holland had to heal these people was so that they won't die in their universes. You already answered your question. You told them that you already said they were variants. Right. 
The but, timeline split. But the timeline... They each came. It was changed, though. They came as the villains that they were originally supposed to Doesn't be, and matter. they're being Their sent back as heroes. All of them were even saying, what do you remember after this moment? And they're like, I didn't die. Then they're suddenly thinking about it, and they're like, wait. They all died. They all yeah. were meant to die. And the thing Are is, they going back earlier before they die? Where they're like, oh, never mind. I'm getting, like, right. good now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where me? are they going like, back to? Happens? Are they going back to right before the brink of death? And if they're healed... Then, then what? You know? They're still not the right people from their timelines anyway. Are they being sent to a different timeline? Or does that, be, them being sent back completely their open up a brand new timeline Their timelines are all, all over the place. Here's the thing. For so one, you have, to, you have to keep in the fact of what happened in, at the end of Loki, where everything's splitting. And you have to insert the concept of that teaser that we see in the multiverse of madness for Dr. Strange, because we're canically making everything that happened in the series, which also includes WandaVision and the, what if concept of uh, the Marvel Disney plus series. Okay. Right. Because from our assumption of, Peter fixing the spell and everybody forgetting that Peter is Spider-Man for one, that was only earth. So there's already the theories that people in the galaxy know who Spider-Man and Peter Parker. We assume it was only earth. We assume it's only earth, but Steven knows he can only control what's happening on earth being sorcerer Supreme. Also with we knowing that the whole timelines are being shattered all over the place. This is another concept that probably Steven as a whole has not been able to control. Right. Well, we also have this concept of what you, we saw at the end of uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, plus what happened at the end of Shang-Chi. Yeah. Because we still know right now that Wong is Sorcerer Supreme and Steven's not. Right. But again, multiple timelines. We don't even know who Sorcerer Supreme is. I feel like a lot of stuff got messed up and up to Marvel to decide how they're going to play it. It gets really complicated because you don't know if they're going to take influence from the comics or if they're going to continue on with an MCU and just create something brand new altogether. That's what they're yeah. somewhat doing. Like they're somewhat doing Well, you that. have to get influence from somewhere. So obviously they're going to take some things from the comic, but if they're going to stay canon or not is the question Right. with the comics. Right. And I think with, like, what we've seen with the timeline and, like, with the multiverse, it makes you wonder where everything's going to lead up to. If you're going to lead to, um, like, I was reading on Galactus. Are they going to bring him into this? Because with the way that Guardians were and learning about Ego and now what, what we know about the Celestials from Eternals, you're now looking at, like, a whole new branch of things and... We're getting Fantastic Four. That's no doubt in our mind. Again. Which, if we get Fantastic Four and they bring in the Silver Surfer, the Silver Surfer is known for Galantis to go searching for worlds with Galactus. celestial seeds. Galactus. Where um, the, the whole point of the Silver Surfer is to look where celestial seeds are going because Galantis's whole being is specifically to eat worlds to I, essentially... 
counteract the population of celestials to keep them under control. The one thing I love about all of this, all of these theories, period, even after Loki premiered, is that we're getting Doctor Doom. He's the next big baddie. Everybody is like having this whole wool pull over their face. The next big baddie is Doctor Doom. Everybody needs to fear. Doctor. The only thing I fear is how they are going to do another Fantastic Four movie. Oh my god, yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, again, because I like the, you know, the OGs. I mean, I do too. But I, They're bad, but I enjoy them. Yeah. Or it's, was it more than I don't one? know. I was disappointed with the remake of Fantastic Four with, oh my god, what is his name? Miles Teller. Killmonger. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, who then also is now in <laughs> the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. They just can't seem to keep What do you guys think of that movie going? Jim Krasinski going to be the favored uh, Mr. Fantastic? Jim Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic? That's the heavy rumored thing, and the internet believes that's going to happen. The internet believes it. I don't think. Believes it or hopes it. Yes. I mean, after seeing him in Quiet Place and how intense his acting can be, you know, it would be interesting really to see. Actor, in my opinion. You don't think? I think he is a really yeah, good no, actor. Yeah, no, he is a really opinion. good actor. Is this enough theories that you wanted to bring up? Or is there more you wanted to go into? I mean, I have a lot. You want me to pull out my list? Well, how much do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish reading that list. She didn't finish reading. I'll Other than what you said to me today, thing. like, give me your best theory from that list that just you're ready to like run with. I don't. I don't have theories though. I have questions that might lead to theories. I should have done more. Like so, with the give us one. Give us your best one. Give us your best one on that list. They all lead to each other. There's not one. If I go through one, you're going to have to listen to all of it. No, we're not listening to all of it. Get most of them, especially... that's, like, really beefy. The, the most one is, I guess... The most one. Listen. <laughs> the best one. The, the one that had the one. most questions in one bullet point. The majority of them is about Thanos and how they are incorporating things, especially with Eros coming into play as Harry Styles. Eros. Aros. Aros. Yes, that guy. Harry Styles. Mainly because I'm trying to figure out if they're brothers, <laughs> which one's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> or or like what I was explaining to Gabby is if none of if they're neither of them are adopted and if Thanos carries the deviant DNA that he has in the comics. Which is, if that's the case, then why didn't the Eternals, who go after Deviants, go after Thanos? Because that's the only way that they interfere with the problems of the world, unless they didn't know. I mean, even in the movie, they didn't realize there was that many more Deviants when, I forgot, some of the highest character. They were only sent to one place, though. Like, you realize that they're, the Eternals that you have seen were only sent to Earth on their one mission. Yeah. Yeah. But Thanos, Thanos was also there. If he was a deviant. Because we know he's a Titan. And he could be a Titan with the deviant DNA, is what I'm saying. Just like the comics. 
I'm trying it's, to focus on this. I really am. He got off planet. It's messy. Though. It really so is messy. It, it is messy. If he was off planet, though, then maybe they just didn't follow it. So the thing with Thanos is that there's a theory, which I feel like could be a positive theory, that he is a veteran of the the original multiverse war that you hear that Mrs. Minutes talks about and Kane the Conqueror, right? Because when you, I don't know if you go back into Miss Minutes propaganda video, she's initially showing the war, right? And in the background is one of the ships that you see on Titan, on his planet. Mm-hmm. Which, if that's the case, then essentially they have all of the, it would be all of the timelines merging together. So essentially Thanos's would be fighting against other Thanos's, right? Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you're basically doing the same thing what Kang was already doing. Like Kang's fighting against Kang. And so, so Thanos was already fighting Thanos. Under Kane's rule, under the multiple different Kanes. I see. And so that's what Kane the Conqueror was talking about, saying about when there was originally the war against the other, each of the Kanes had their own whatever, and Thanos was under it. Meaning that Thanos that we saw in Endgame and Infinity War was a veteran of that war, and the only way that he knew how to prevent it was to do essentially the snap. Because he was trying to purge the own, his own timeline like the TVA does. Mm-hmm. That was his way of doing it. That's some crazy ass shit. Right? Like that, that just pretty much... Okay. And the only way the war ended was when Kane got... I forget that evil blob's name that you see in Loki. The, oh, the, the, the creature that they had to... Goliath. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the only way it stopped. And of course, Thanos can't say something because just like Kane said, the second that you tell people about the different multiverses... Are you saying Kane or Kang? I thought it was Kane. It's Kang okay. the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. If you want to the sound second, legit, um, you have to sound legit, dude. Okay. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Kang the Conqueror... Thanos couldn't say anything because Kang and him knew. No, just like Kang was saying, <laughs> was saying it's the second right, that you tell somebody about a different multiverse, you will have people seeking out multiple timelines. Mm-hmm. And with that comes curious minds to people who will then change the timelines. And if that happens, that completely disregards exactly what Thanos was trying to do, which was to end the multiple different timelines. So he wasn't just trying to wipe out He humanity. was trying to... Pre- no, because he was trying to prevent the, the emergence of the multiple multiverse timelines, the, the next war that essentially will probably take place with the emergence of the different timelines. Remember how I told you that Thanos did nothing wrong? He like didn't. He, he just went about it wrong. And the thing is, is he wasn't trying to. You see why he I wasn't trying he was to eliminate half the population because of population overgrowth, which is a huge misunderstanding. Uh-huh. 
He was trying. Shut up. He was. (laughs) (laughs) Reza. Reza. So he was trying to stop from the overusage of resources. Uh huh. Because if you think about it, which I've seen the math on it, if you wipe out half the population. Riza, I understand you want to be on the podcast too now that <laughs> your mom's on the podcast now. If you wipe half the population out, it essentially would only take about 69 to 70 years for the population to regrow. Mm-hmm. Which in celestial time is nothing. It's nothing to the celestials. That's fucking nuts, dude. Right. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> That's some deep ass shit. Yeah. It's That's crazy. some crazy deep shit. It's super crazy. I love how much we zigzagged about magic and multiverse and interdimensional shit. You you your mind's blown. I really need to watch Loki is all I got from half of that. I know. <laughs> did you not watch Loki? I didn't get she to didn't finish, finish it. it. What is your problem? I'm literally thinking in my head, okay, I'm going to have to sit down tonight and binge watch it. You I need to watch that easily. while we, you know, catch up the same We still have to watch Hawkeye. Sopranos. Yeah, I'm not, no. Well, I'm going to watch it because I need to know. You can watch it. I'm going to, like, take my time with that. Like, I'm not yeah, I'll watch it eventually. with that. But I highly recommend anybody to look into, like, the plans for the Celestials and Ego and all that because that itself is pretty mind-blowing about like where they might go with that and how that leads to thanos yeah that's some wild shit that's some wild ass shit um we've had a lot of great topics here pepe sylvia Sylvia. (laughs) you all day fucking in deep with these notes um but with great you know research comes great hunger on topics, especially when we say who's got the munchies on this show. Um, right, right, right. We started uh, pre-talks, um, you know, the dinner we normally have before the show, uh, having the Colonel, because we all love the Colonel here on the Espro TV podcast. It is, as of right now, the unilateral champion of the Chicken Sandwich Wars. That was also uh, undisclosed. Um, yeah, I could have swore that McDonald's won that. No, it didn't. It, as you recall, McDonald's had the Best fourth chicken. lowest score in that contest. I don't know. That's not how I remember it. Of course you don't remember it. <laughs> it was definitely the Colonel that won that matchup, as much as I remember. Uh, Jaime, you have to find that lost episode, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Anyway, um, the primary reason why we're bringing up the Colonel once more is that um, I believe that the Chicken Sandwich Wars are finally over or deceased if the Colonel could bring up impossible meat, finally. Uh, I know it's been out for a while in select regions, but uh, Tampa finally got the impossible chicken from KFC. And of course your boy had to try it. And the only reason why... I had to try it is because um, before the quarantine even began, I was a vegetarian for a short period of time because it was my New Year's resolution in 2020. I didn't think we were going to go down that quickly, and I wanted my last meal to be fried chicken. 
it was. I thought we were all gonna die, and it's just like I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna <laughs> die like this. I'm gonna have fried chicken. <laughs> Look, we think about death on a regular basis. Clearly. <laughs> I'm trying keep, to keep it positive here. Can't fight the inevitable. Oh, yeah, gosh. You can't. You can't, Thanos. You can't. So it's just like, <laughs> now that this is a game changer, I really think I could consider, you know, my... It's not a game changer. ...dietary restrictions again. <laughs> and, you know, I... Listen, I tell, them about the, tell them about the chicken nugget you ate. I liked it. The... the, the the fake chicken nugget. I really liked it. Look, I've had Morningstar chicken nuggets before out of, out of the, you know, vegetarian section at the grocery store. It, it almost hit home close to that. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. The breading looks great. Cool. You take a bite of the, the fake chicken and you immediately can tell that this is not real chicken. It's not. So one does not look real. Wait, no, this, that was number two. Number three. <laughs> number three, I didn't really know what I was tasting. I should have tried the chicken itself without the breading because I think the only flavoring that you're getting at all from that thing is straight from the fried breading. Okay. So I do not recommend it, in my opinion, and that's that on that. But what if I want to go back to vegetarianism? Then I mean, do it. You if you to. liked it, you can survive I mean, off yeah. of those nuggets. I think that they look like dry erasers. Like someone <laughs> posted it, like rubber erasers. Oh my god, it does look like a rubber eraser. Someone posted it, a and then you said you were eraser. gonna get it, and I'm like, oh gosh, so I was already a little nervous to try it to begin with. It's those- and then like I bite into it, and even when I'm biting into it, it tasted pretty thick. Biting into it, and I'm like, I was trying to cut that thing in half with a fork, and it was not budging. So. I just felt it was very, like, I don't even know if it was greasy. Maybe it was because of the breading. It was a little heavy on the my stomach. Little, the breading, I could have probably handled, greasy. like, two of those. The the chicken itself wasn't. To which us the bros, like, you're eating fried chicken. How is that heavier than that? But, like, the fried chicken melted in my mouth. This did not. <laughs> it's so funny, though. It You ever cut those rectangle erasers in half and you see like the little like lines that I saw it has. someone post that today and I was like accurate. That's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. It was a white rubber eraser you that guys, was cut. Don't get me wrong. Me I'll that, eat that vegetarian a deep fried rubber eraser. Rubber eraser. Listen. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I was hoping it would taste good, but for me, it was just heavy on my stomach already. But then again, well, I just want to see all of the stomach. nutrition facts to see how much healthier this really is. I mean, I'm not trying to do it as a healthier option. Like it's that's not the, like it's an alternative to fried chicken because I not- love fried chicken, but I don't want to eat meat anymore. Like that's my problem. Just to beat that craving, I guess. That's that's the whole po- example. You, who are lactose intolerant, had a craving for chocolate milk. <laughs> How do you find that alternative? Uh, well, I don't like almond milk, so oat milk it was. <laughs> so do you Maybe do like I chocolate do. oat milk, or is that not the same to you? I haven't tried chocolate oat milk. I've been drinking vanilla oat milk, but what I do is have chocolate cereal, and I mix it, and it's not the same, but over time, you just kind of get used to it. That's... Okay, that's the same concept with this fake fried chicken type shit. No, that's what she's saying. I'm not hating. If you want to eat those, that's you what can. she's saying. And that's I didn't I'm even asking. say I didn't necessarily like hate it. I was just saying after having a bite of it, I realized I could probably handle about two of those before I felt like I'm dying, a little nauseous. 
But then again, you guys is like to make the point the breading, if it's the breading. So maybe that's what I was like tasting or making me feel a little like, ugh. I think the majority of the flavor that you get from this piece of chicken nugget is from the breading. I don't think it's from the actual tofu. What is it again? I don't know, man. It's a bunch of plants. Yeah. And shit. And it's just like, you know, people are probably laughing their ass but off listening to the this. Thing, the thing is, it is it's an like, alternative. Ask bro will eat anything. He'll eat garbage. But yeah, you're the trash man. But at the, the same time, man. so are you, Mandy. Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> you will also eat almost anything. You have That's the stomach this. of steel. I watched the both of you, but specifically you, Mandy. And I'm just <laughs> like, how can you eat this? How can you handle it? I'm just looking That's at it heaven. and so turned off. Mr. and Mrs. Trash Man. <laughs> but you, if you like get something fancier in on there, I feel like you're like, eh, whatever, it's okay. Yeah, I get really snooty with extra fancy things. I don't want to hear it from you, Miss. I can't have cold meats. I'm gonna me bust. Out. I'm gonna bust your balls about some. I ate some things. cold meat yesterday. It was I don't horrible. Believe, I, don't I ate. You eat? Ate um. What was it? Salami. <gasps> You ate it cold? Yeah. She literally told me that she it microwaves little, her salami to eat it hot. I did not microwave it. I put it on the pan and, like... It cooks it. Cooks it. I mean, I handled it fine. I was like, all right, I guess this isn't bad. But it's just, like, a texture thing. I don't know. It's just, like, the idea of it, like, not being hot and fully cooked freaks me out. Yeah. No. You've never been to a real deli, then? No, I've never been to a real deli. I'm sorry. She wouldn't like a real deli, though. That's what she's saying. That's not true. She would love fucking pastrami and corned beef. Not if it's cold. They always serve pastrami hot. Oh. Pastrami well, is always mainly hot. They never serve about it cold. cold. Yeah, but like hot. I like a lot of hot foods, but when it's cold, I'm a little more turned off to it. So it just varies. Yeah. Weird bread. I grew Actually. up on like Spanish food. I had like arroz con pollo or like pan, café. Yeah, there's like, really I no had... Spanish food that you eat cold. Yeah, unless you want to eat, like, cheese. Is that for poor people? No, cheese? I'm just saying no, that. Spanish no, food. cold food. Is that for the I'm poor Spanish people? Where's my chancla? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I grew up with different food. I didn't grow up with, like, traditional, like, yeah, I, American. I, like, to me, some of the stuff you guys eat and say is, like, very American, like, nice food. And I'm just, like, can't really relate. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, then. Supposedly. Is, is, is a lot of your exposure to, like, Southern cooking through me? A little kind bit? Of. That's wild. Yeah, I've never really... I mean, don't like get me wrong. I've, like, I've had sorry, KFC, Chucky. or I've had, like... No, 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 That that's fast food. And yeah, food. but, like, even, like, barbecue and that, I didn't really have too, too much growing up. That's fucking crazy. I've had it, but, like, it wasn't exactly, like, I've been eating it a lot more now than I ever did before. No shit. <laughs> well, that's what I'm just saying. I'm trying out different foods and more stuff that I never did before growing up, but... So... What can you compare this chicken nugget to? I, I said a Morningstar chicken nugget. It's the closest thing that comes to it. Is that a grocery store? Yeah, that's a brand. And you buy it in a pack? Yeah. Like, oh, is that that green? The little yeah, green dude. No, those were a thousand times better than this chicken nugget. No. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I've never tried imitation meat till today, so I can't really compare it to anything. You know, speaking from a cultural perspective, there are better alternatives for vegetarian, i.e. 
Indian food or Thai food. Yeah. Based on like, you know, your preference or anything else. There's other cultural standards you could look into for a certain like diet. Because it's not necessarily restrictions. It's just things they don't eat either because they don't need it or they just don't have it. Which makes sense. I mean, there's like a lot of different veggies out there that people don't eat or really know about. I grew up with like one parent being so like picky when it comes to like veggies and stuff. So we would like not really have it. And then I have another parent who like gives me the same things. But I'm open to trying all different types of stuff. I can maybe be a vegetarian, but really I could be more of a pescatarian and succeed with that, to be honest. I would rather be a pescatarian. Because I love sushi. And I have to keep the sushi cup open if, you know, Jaime's going to kick me down while my team's down. What's down? The sushi cup? The sushi cup. Am I showing that I don't actively listen to the pod? Yes. <laughs> Crickets. Listen, guys, I hear it in real time from the other room. Really? <laughs> Sometimes. Really? I try not to listen. That's a good executive producer. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be different from here on out. Is it? Is it? Uh, maybe. You sure? I'm going to be real with you guys. The only podcast I've ever really listened to is Esther Bros. And um, what's it called? Color Daddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. To which I've only listened to like a couple episodes. I'm, so I'm, I'm like league not of, a podcaster. Like, I'm in a league of their own if I'm with Call Her Daddy. Those are literally the only two I've listened to ever. So the I'm only like, other one I've listened to is the murder one that they made the HBO documentary about. Yeah, you didn't even watch that. No, I didn't. Well, I thank you so much for y'all coming on to the show and um, you know stepping up, especially when uh, TV and Hello Nurse said that they were. <laughs> I also had to make affirmative action when I, you know. We, we made a post saying that there was no show this week, but, you know, there was a lot of current events that we didn't want to, like, let go and, like, you know, slip into the oblivion. Um, but I, that's I, okay. I feel like we've been putting it off for a while now. We have. Yeah. But our, we've, we've slowly got our lives back together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to make sure that the content is there. And we want to make sure that we're, you know, there week to week with everything. Um Thank you both for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you guys want to be found on socials? I am Mandy Hitake on Instagram. You can find me there. And I am also on Twitter. And that, I believe, is Mandarex. That's M-A-N-D-E, three R's, R-R-R-X. And yeah, I think that's it. That's the only socials that I have. Brilliant. It's going to be great having you more as the show, somewhat. Listen, give me some more Marvel theories. I'll blow some minds because your girl's confused. We'll see how it is. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. How about you, Sailor Luna? Do you want to be found? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Gabby with an I, Maris, M A R I S. You guys can get my TikTok, and that's about all you're getting from me. Um, <laughs> do you make content on TikTok? I do make yeah, a little bit of does. content. Are you, are I've you, been getting some views. Are, are you a TikTok thotty? 
Are you a TikTok thirst trap? No, I'm the person that reacts to filters and videos, actually, because I have a very reactive face, like Mandy here. Gotcha. <laughs> so that one is way Wait, longer. Is that a dig? Un poquito. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I have RBF, so. I mean, so do I. That's why we're friends. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys can also find me on TikTok, and it's at mandy.hen, like a chicken, dot H-E-N, mandy.hen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> y'all, I don't know what to tell Listen, you. we did not make our social media before we decided. I'm running out of characters. Show. I didn't know how to spell the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it, though. <laughs> Only like right, they'll get it. I have the same answer. character. <laughs> I don't know what content I make, guys. I just just go with it. I guess you like it or you don't. Or you, you know, she makes. You the... have random TikToks of a wild Estabro appears. I do have a few of Estabro. So if you want some embarrassing back behind the scene footages, <laughs> I try to embarrass him, but I get nervous too sometimes because he can be mean. Very, very. I mean all the time. It's probably a reason why TV didn't make it to the program this evening. I'm more mean, though, so. Yeah, that's also true. That explains a lot. <gasps> you can't agree to that. Yes, I can. Well, you did, so. I said, yes, I can. I'm just here. No, you can. <laughs> no, you can. No, you can. I'm going to drop kick you. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh We'll definitely have more content coming for you next week. So tune in, drop in, and drop out, everyone. See you. How how do you know, like the side characters in Disney always? <laughs> Listen, just because I go on about Pleakley, people are hating on him. Yeah. Ooh, who are these people? I don't see the hate. Yeah, people who, on who TikTok. Who are these people? The TikTok people. The TikTok people hate an alien character that dresses in drag. Yeah, because it's so it's the filter. It's the filter that tells you which character you look like, and they all keep getting bleakly. They all probably look like that, though. They don't. They're really pretty girls. I got Belle. Can you not while we're recording? What are you doing? Put your phone down. for you guys to start. It is starting. We're started right now. It's already recording. (laughs) Hey, you said no coughing. (coughs) You said no coughing while recording. Yeah, no, we kind of started. We just didn't announce it. We already started. That's pretty much like to get you in the feel that you you know you're not on a hot mic. And you really just don't necessarily hear it. I actually sound Name every Marvel character ever. Go. Julian. Iron Man. Black Hawkeye. Black Hawkeye? Black Hawkeye. Wrong. Can you do me a favor? Can you actually lean in more? 
because you'll sound a lot better if you like get closer. Okay. If I need to move, can't this... you turn up the sensitivity sensitivity on the mic? I can, but well, what then... did you do that? Since well, there's no other sounds in this entire <clears throat> house, it'll make it echo even louder. Here, go <clears throat> talk good? now. Is this good? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. You can hear me. Okay, I can hear you a lot more clear. <laughs> <laughs> could you hear that? <laughs> I could. Hi, Spud. Can you not run around while He's we're recording fine. the show? Let him pitter-patter in the background. <laughs> I don't like that on my show. Well, who said it's your show? It's my show. Listen, just because your name's on it doesn't make it your show. You don't <laughs> produce anything on this show. I produce that laptop. Oh my God. I produce this microphone. <laughs> I produce those headphones and microphone you're wearing. What did you produce? Your voice? Congratulations. You brought something to the table you were born with. Oh, Chris agrees. That's not him agreeing. <laughs> 